Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome, welcome. I think this is the last Wednesday of the year of 2022. How crazy is that? Yeah. Um, I'll share a little bit about what's going on with me, and then I'm going to talk about 10 steps to being a great leader. I just, I've been writing a lot. Uh, I have new books, new content. I have a beautiful showcase, a video showcase happening if you're listening live on January 11th. And of course, if you want to find out anything about what I'm up to, <clears throat> simply go to www.forbesriley.com. All right. So for me personally, a little bit of, of backstory. How was your Christmas, by the way? As you're listening to this, think back to Christmas 2022. How was it? Um, I decided this year, uh, I think when you go around the planet a number of years, like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 times, things take on a different meaning. And this year, Christmas just didn't hit me right. I didn't have any desire to put up a tree. I I looked at all of it as though I was looking at Christmas from a distance. Now, when you have babies, and I have for 20 years had little babies and they watched them grow up. Oh my God, Christmas is like the coolest freaking holiday. They would have so many presents. I just like the pictures of them with boxes and bows. And by the way, when they're kids, all they want is boxes and bows. But no, 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 they got lots of fun presents and I love Christmas. And I love buying the matching pajamas and doing all that. But somehow they get a little older and they don't want to be at home. And my kids said, hey, could we go skiing in Montana? And I'm like, I don't want to go skiing in Montana. I want to be where it's warm. And so Joshua and I took off from Mexico, a beautiful, beautiful place. And by the way, if you're following Joshua Self, the beautiful love of my life, he entered, uh, he's a bodybuilder, a professional physique bodybuilder, not one of those big, big guys, but he's kind of like a, a skinnier big guy with big chest and and he wears longboard shorts. I don't understand the different categories. All I know is that he has a great physique from the I was going to say from the butt up, but from his waist up, it's just kind of fit. Anyway, he went to Mr. Olympia and he won two titles. He's the last two competitions he was in. He won two titles, every division that he goes in, uh, which is very exciting for him. And, and so we're in Vegas, get on a plane and to go to Mexico. Right. And somehow I started coughing and sneezing. And all of a sudden, all that COVID stuff that happened two years ago, if you did that, they would have kicked you off the plane. People were okay with it or somebody was okay with it because they gave it to me. And in our beautiful vacation in Mexico, the two of us spent six days in bed, completely in bed. Like we were at a phenomenal resort. Like we did go out for dinner a couple of times, some of the best food I've ever had, an all-inclusive resort, expensive. I was excited about our vacation. Didn't really get to see the place much, spent it in bed uh, and was so sick. Uh, You know, and I feel sorry because I'm hearing a lot of people this year are really, really sick. We survived, and hello, Miss Victoria and Rick and everybody who's watching it. I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to this episode. I'm going to end up a couple of minutes and go through uh, my 10 tips for leadership and what that means, especially as we move into 2023. I love that people ask my advice. Oh, I've got a bunch of it. I've got a bunch of thoughts on everything. And I also have a thought on Southwest Airlines. And if any of you are a Southwest airline fan or not fan, please chime in. I'm watching you guys on my on my live feed here. I see Rick has got, yes, Joshua is also a 3D animator and he is brilliant. Hello, Miss Luana and all my amazing students and friends and family. I, I love having you guys in my life. I'm a fan of social media. I'm a bit of an introvert. 
I don't do lots of Christmas parties. I, I don't do a lot of anything. I, I spend a lot of time at home writing and I love being on stages, but I have to tell you that I'm not the most social of people because when I get around people, I like to coach or teach and not talk about small talk. Although Josh was been getting me to watch a lot more football. I'd never watched football before. Fascinating. Football's really cool. Uh, my dad didn't like sports, <clears throat> so no football. It's really interesting to watch. I watched Tolua from the Dolphins melt down and throw two interceptions. Like I even know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I'm watching Tom Brady, who I'm just a huge fan of Tom Brady, have one of the worst years ever. Uh, and I said that, you know, once you decide to retire and you're going to stick around for one more time, it never gets better. You don't get younger. You don't get more talented. And some of his amazing teammates are not there. And to watch him be frustrated. Now, what I love about watching football has to come back to leadership because that is, you know, there's a, there's a guy, by the way, they make like hundreds of millions of dollars. You know what the top five quarterbacks make? It's insane. These are in fact leaders. It's wild. They're leading a team, an army out there, an offensive army, a defense army. I don't understand it all, but I do understand the concept of leadership of getting people to do other things that you want. And I'm fascinated as an outsider to watch, like you get this ball, in your hand as a quarterback and you've got people trying to attack you everywhere and people defending you and they could hit you and hurt you. And now you got to look at way over there to figure out where is not somebody at the moment, where is he going to be in a few moments so I can throw it to him when he gets there. I, I'm in love with this concept. Uh, I also love watching men run around in tight pants. No, that's not true. But I, I do think it's fascinating to watch these guys run into each other and the whole tackle thing. I don't really get all the rules and stuff, but the general principles are interesting to me. And so as I've been thinking about this, let me go back to Southwest for a second. So I've loved Southwest since it started. Why? Because I had no money when I first started traveling and it was very affordable seating. They had a very weird boarding process back then. You had to like sit in line and wait and it was very uncomfortable. And then one day they changed it so that like one to 30 could get in line and they've gotten better about it. They don't assign seats. It's great. But you know what I love about Southwest? This is a huge plug for Southwest. I'm a huge fan. Even though this last weekend I was caught in the debacle I have a picture of me with thousands of other people standing in line waiting for a little hotel voucher and all the luggage that got misplaced. Because of the storm, it definitely melted down their whole system. But I don't want them to go bankrupt. I don't want, no, I don't want them to go away. If you travel like I do and you travel with luggage, Joshua and I travel with cameras and clothes and, and spin gyms. And so we usually take two bags each, which is a lot of luggage to be transporting. When you go on a traditional airline, it's $30 to $40 for the first bag, $40 to $50 for the second bag. Well, so that's what like almost 70 or $80 per person per trip, per, per, so coming and going, right? They're very big about that luggage thing. Next thing you know, I'm spending like $300 more for my luggage to travel Southwest to get two bags free. I truly want to petition them. I want to be a spokesperson for that company. I'm putting it out there right now. I want to be a spokesperson. My sister worked in uh, their customer service forever for like 20 years. And I am their biggest fan. In fact, I even petitioned to be on the cover of their magazine. They don't understand that when I love something, I can sell it. Uh, I don't mind the whole boarding process. It does kind of suck if you get there late and you end up sitting in the middle, but so what? It's usually not that long a flight. Uh, the flight attendants used to be really fun and sing songs and be crazy. You couldn't do that on the traditional airlines. And I got to tell you, I've flown first class in America on traditional airlines. Not so much fun. The chicken is rubbery. The seat is that much wider. And you get a drink when you get on the plane. Think about it, really? So anyway, I just wanted to do a big shout out for them. I know they're going through a very tough time. 
Uh, they handled it very well. They'll give you vouchers. The other thing about Southwest, again, I'm going to do an entire commercial for them, is that you can change your flight for no extra charge. Do you know how brown, groundbreaking that is? If you go on uh, any of the other major airlines, it's $200 every time you want to change flight. I figured that out one year. I changed my flight enough times because of different things that occur in my life. You know, I'm a speaker and I'll get an audition or I'll get a meeting or whatever. Over $15,000 I saved in just change fees. And I'm not sure how the other airlines can get away with it. So I'm going to petition Southwest. I'm going to call them and say, hey, how can I help you uh, help you? Because they need it. They, uh, I don't know what happened to their system over the holiday weekend, which is probably a really bad thing to screw up that many people. 60% of their flights got canceled. We were in Cancun and we couldn't get home. Cancun to Tampa, no storm up here. Couldn't get home. All right. On that note, Regina says that she loves Southwest. Yes, anyone who loves Southwest loves Southwest. I would love to go toe-to-toe over why you would want to travel on any of the other airlines domestically. Tell me why. Do they treat you nicer? I've been on a lot of them. I'm not going to say what airlines, but they begin with the letter A, U, and D. They didn't treat me very nice. They were kind of, anyway. Um, But you get your assigned seat. You know where you're sitting before you get on the plane, if that's such a big deal to you. Uh, What else can I say about Southwest? I'd love to engage in this conversation. As I'm thinking about it, I need to have this conversation. All right. If you're also a fan and a friend, it's Wednesday. Wednesday night, we have Mastermind every Wednesday night. If you don't have a ticket to Mastermind, you want to come check it out. Ask me on social media. I'll give you a one-time pass. Coming up on January 11th, we're doing a thing called the One Minute to Millions Perfect Pitch Video Showcase. Yeah. And we're going to have everybody, anybody who wants to be the showcase can. All you have to do is make sure that you've got One Minute to Millions and you've reviewed the per, the pitch like a pro, uh, the pitch, I'm sorry, pitch it on camera course on how to submit and do all the guidelines. And then it's free just to submit it and we will air it, which means it's a one-minute commercial for you. Think about that. What's a one-minute commercial for you worth? So if you're listening to this, say, wait, I want to be in on the one-minute free commercial. You do need to go get oneminutesmillions.com. It's a course. It teaches you how to do this the step-by-step pitching that you need to know anyway. It's still at a tremendous discount for the holidays. And then it will also come with, you want to make sure you grab Pitch It on Camera to understand all the camera techniques. Guys, I've made an entire living on camera. I have a lot of things to share. I keep everything wildly affordable. I mean, under hundreds, like literally insanely affordable. You have to pay for something? Yes. You know why? Because when I give you something for free, you don't take advantage of it. People don't show up for free. Even if you just charge them $19, they show up better than free. So this year for me is all about teaching, coaching, getting you to your next level. And I've got a lot of students here who I would like to just give a big hug to and take them to their next level because they all seem to be missing something. And I I know what it is. It's taken me a very long time, over a decade, to crack the internet code, to figure out what does it mean to put out content, to be consistent, reliable, uh, have great photos and images, and really buckle down and understand that you, my friend, you are your brand. Not the product you sell, not the network marketing company you work for, but you. Your level of trust, uh, credibility, we had, a talk, we had a team meeting this morning and we were talking about what does Forbes Riley's brand mean? And it means when you say a name or you say a name of any kind, whether you say McDonald's or you say Nike or Oprah, there are thoughts and images that come to mind. That's what branding is all about. And so I think and hope when you hear Forbes Riley, you go, wow, uh, feminine, leader, thoughtful, mom, dynamic, persistent, uh, outrageous, 
you know, those are just words. Those are feelings that you get from my brand. We show up, we make sure our customer service, we take care of our people as best we can. No one's perfect. Not saying that. I love Miss Regina out there listening. Luana, we do. I care more than most people, I think. I've been in classes of people who just don't care. You're just a number. I keep classes small and relatively inexpensive. So, and I just want to keep that going as long as I can. I love sitting here in my little Zoom box in my home in St. Petersburg. Uh, I don't kid me. I love to get on stages and speak. But the last two times I've been speaking, I got really sick. <sighs> Maybe I can speak, but I just can't hug people. Is that it? No more hugging. Oh, I know I want to hug, but I don't want to get sick anymore. All right. Are you ready for some leadership tips? If you are, say yes in my chat. There you go. I see everybody there. I see everybody out there. And by the way, if you like the Forbes Factor, it's a podcast radio show I've been doing for decades. Uh, share it with your friends. Tell them that you like it. Tell them we're here on Voice America. And uh, let's get going. Because, you know, one of the things about uh, leadership is it's not comfortable. Do you know that? It's not comfortable to be a lead. It's so much more comfortable than to be a follower. To be like the fourth person in line going, yeah, I'll just keep going wherever they're going. But the leader looks, gets to the front of the line and says, whoa, I don't want to go there. I want to go over there. Oh, no one's going over there. But that's where I want to go. Nope. Next thing you know, you're like standing there all by yourself going, wow, I said I wanted this. Why is there nobody here? Is it successful? Is it going to work? And then this is where pitching comes in for me. Pitching is the ability to turn around and get all the other people behind you to follow you, not that way, but over there. And a lot of you don't don't get this. They don't teach us in school. That's part of the problem. They teach you how to follow in school. They teach you how to take tests. They teach you um, just how to be average. That's what they teach you in school, how to be average. And you know the really weird part about that? I have a lot of students who come to me who fight for their own mediocrity, who fight to be average. Oh, no, Forbes, I can't do that. I'm sorry, I don't even say the word can't. Don't tell me what you can and can't do. You don't know what you can and can't do. Oh, it's not working. How do you know it's not working? No, what did you set out? What were the, what's the strategy? What's the leverage? What's the research that you put into your decisions before you go, oh, it's not working? I don't think success is instant soup, because if it is, sign me up for that one. Let me know how the instant soup of success, because it's taken me many, 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 many years to get where I am. I would like to shorten that time for you. Yes? All right, good. So my secret number one, why? Why do you want to be a leader? What, is, what does that mean to you? Why do you even want to stand out or stick out? It's a whole lot easier not to. And it's... It's, it's really important for you to dig down and go, why is it important for me to stand out or have my product or service be accepted or my book be read? And you have to realize that it takes a lot of passion. That's probably the number one thing you should write down after why, is you have to be wildly passionate about what you're doing. Now, I see that my dear friend, Victoria Sanchez, wrote that podcasters are scheduling her by the dozens, thanks to my training. Yes, Victoria, I would love a little testimonial from you on video uh, about Momentum X and Forbes Factor and what our live trainings do for people. I'm still going to be doing some live trainings. My next big one, though, for all of you who are interested, 12-week intensive called Next Level. Mm -hmm. It is a radically different, very intense Team taught. It's not just me. There, every other week is me. Every other week is implementation. I have just put together a team because, hello, Miss Sam, who's been in some of my trainings. You guys may have taken my trainings, but did you implement all the things that I told you? Did it go, wow, she talks a lot. She says a lot. There's so much content. 
Yeah. I realized this year it's going to be a little less content and a lot more execution. Got it? What did I say? A little less content, a lot more execution. I want you guys to do the work. I don't want you to learn it. You cannot learn to swim by reading a book. You can't learn to swim by coming to a course. You got to what? Jump in the pool. And then you got to flail around a little bit. And with the right instruction and enough practice, these are things that I don't think are taught. Everyone is all, I got content, con I got enough content to sink a freaking battleship. I don't, I know how to do most of the stuff. It's just the time to do it. The, 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 how do you organize? Execution, execution and implementation, words for 2023, write them down. <laughs> execution and implementation, that's your key to success. Okay. <laughs> and Mater, that is, oh, look, it's Donna and Jeff. Oh my gosh, talking about people who are OPP success stories. I've been talking about this, say, out of Victoria, also OPP. Then what we're doing now is next level. We're taking OPP on, I don't want to say steroids because that's not a good thing if you're in bodybuilding, uh, but to the next level. And that's really what this is. And whatever level you're at, boom. There are things that you don't see if you don't have a great business coach and if you don't have a team around you. So I've got now insane, insane team members. Oh, I, I want to give Donna and Jeff a big hug for them. Oh, I love them. In fact, you guys should pop on. I'm going to give you a, at the end of this broadcast, I would, I haven't seen your faces in way too long. I'm going to actually pop in. This is a, a, a Zoom link that you can just pop on right now. If you want to come say hi, be part of my end of the year broadcast. I'm typing and talking at the same time. That's how talented I am. But Donna and Jeff, oh my gosh, I would love to have you guys pop on because those were two people who believed in me. When I started this two years ago in the middle of COVID, I said, I've got an idea and that I could teach why I became successful. And they're like, really? Why do you, first of all, why did I want to teach it? That was the big thing and the why. I wanted to teach it because I finally realized that I was in an age where other people didn't threaten me. Does that sound terrible? Yeah, for a long time, I didn't teach what I knew because it was really good stuff. Why was I going to teach somebody else to take my place? That's an actor mentality of scarcity. And I thrived in actor mentality of scarcity and rejection. Hello, that's what actors do. You show up for auditions and you're told you're too young, you're too old, you're too fat, you're too blonde, you're too pretty, you're too ugly. You look like my sister. You get literally, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Being an actor has got to be the worst thing in the world, <clears throat> unless you're famous. Yeah, like I watched Ryan Reynolds this morning. If you make it and you're talented and you're great and you're Sandra Bullock and you're Julia Roberts and you're anybody whose name I know, like Brad Pitt or Ben Affleck, yay for you. For every one of you, there's a million young men and women who went to Hollywood whose names you never know. My friend David Sawyer. I'm going to cry. David Sawyer died a long time ago. He was six foot six, tall, skinny, loved acting, was an extra in all of your favorite TV shows. Never really had a speaking part ever. And he literally died in his one bedroom apartment just waiting for that phone to ring for his next job. Mm, breaks my heart. That's what actors do. They believe so strongly. They were the lead in a play in high school. They were, you know, they just wanted it. And unless you make it, it's a very frustrating career. You're waiting for someone else. And so step number one, write down why you want to be a leader. Why do you want to stand out? What is, why is that important to you? Okay. Step two, and I only have about 30 more minutes to impart all of this. So if you're writing it down, keep taking notes. Um, how do you see yourself? This has become a very interesting conversation for me because I don't know how you perceive me. Do you? Do you know how somebody perceives you? Do they think about you? Do you have friends from childhood? Do you not have friends? Are you social? Do you, are you loved or hate? You have no idea. And it's an interesting thing that 
your actions, the what you do every day, your habits, your posting, they really do impact people's perception of you and then your level of success. Now, what we've seen in the media is very frustrating. What we've seen in the media is that as soon as somebody gets a level of fame, we can't wait to tear them down. It is a dangerous time right now to be famous because as soon as you speak out about your opinion, now this is really important, your opinion is never going to satisfy everybody. So whatever you think is right, as soon as you say it out loud, you're in trouble. And in today's day and age, they cancel you for this stuff. Um, I'm watching Whoopi Goldberg. Now, I politically want to not care, but we do. Uh, I remember this particular woman when she was a young, struggling actress, and I love her story. She wrote a one-woman show, performed it in San Francisco, and a little director saw her named Steven Spielberg, plucked her out of absolute obscurity, and put her in a movie called The Color Purple that went on to win Oscars, and her career was started. One of the problems with actors is that when they get a level of fame, all of a sudden they think their opinion is more important. And I guess she's just recently gotten hot water for voicing her opinion. doesn't matter about what. Like I said, as soon as you voice your opinion, half the people will not like you. That's an important thing to know. So then do you want to be a leader? Do you want to put yourself out there and have people attack you? I've had people attack me about the silliest things. And if you don't have thick skin, ooh, don't, don't, don't be a leader. Hmm. That's just my take on that. All right. Secret number three. Anybody want number three? Okay, good. Secret number three is, and this is challenging. You have to respect all suggestions and ideas from other people. Oh, I'm just waiting for you. Are you a listener? Are you a talker? Me? I talk too much. Totally, totally talk too much. I now have a team of people and I watched them this morning on my Zoom call and I have to work very hard to shut up, to not talk on people, to not cut them off, to not think my opinion matters more than everyone else's. This is my big lesson, lesson number three. Um, we, as leaders, sometimes don't think anyone else's opinion matters as much as ours. Not true, not true, not true. You need to learn to listen uh, because your perspective is just yours. Whether you think it's right or wrong, you want to be a good leader, you must start to listen. The ability to listen, communicate, and work with various people from different backgrounds, with different opinions, is by definition what leadership is all about. I said that one more for me than you guys. So here's an action step, okay? How about you list an idea that a team member recently may have offered you that you disregarded? Ta-da. And then rethink about it. Just And then maybe even go back to them and say, hey, you know what? I think I jumped on you too soon. I think you had good ideas. Because if you squash the people who are following you, they don't get to share their ideas, they'll go somewhere else. All right. Does that make sense? And Forbes Riley, you heard that one, right? Miss Kathy Tatum, mwah, sending you some love. I'm having the time of my life doing my podcast, doing my radio show, creating content. Uh, this year, guys, Next Level is coming March 13th. I think it's going to blow your mind. It is going to be a wildly comprehensive training on how to take control of who you are. Literal action steps. There's 12 weeks. So six weeks times six days, probably 36 massive action steps that you're going to take. And what's the words for 2023? Implementation and execution. Scott, oh my goodness. That can't be Scott. I did. I, I grew up with Scott. I'm going to check that out for a second. Seriously, Scott. It is Scott. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Scott, we went to high school together. Oh, that's so nice to see you there. Hey, you guys, there's a, I put the link here if you guys want to pop in, but that's so nice. Scott and I were high school sweethearts. I just adore him. So 
sending you love guys. Like I said, we're out to 1.5 million people here on my Facebook page. We reach a lot of people. Feel free to chime in and say hi and send us some love. It's the end of 2022. Guys, I graduated high school and ready for this, Scott? 1977. Oh my God. How long have we known that? Sam just signed up for Southwest Airlines. Oh, oh wait. Oh wait. I didn't even tell you. Backtrack for a second. My whole rant on Southwest Airlines. Guys, if you get a Southwest Airlines credit card and you spend enough on it, you get a free companion. There's so many reasons. I'm going to call Southwest today and I'm just going to tell them, look, I need to be your spokesperson. People don't know how cool this airline is. So Joshua and I, Joshua has been my companion for the last three years. That means every time I get on a plane, maybe we shouldn't tell everybody. I get charged $5.60 and he gets a seat. That's the airline tax. And there's almost always, he's almost always made this happen as a companion. We just went to Mexico. He he went for $5.60. I don't want this airline to go under. So whatever you can do, please support Southwest Airlines. My my my, my producer's like, I love Southwest. Yes, those of you who don't know about Southwest, you're missing out. Do not let all that's going on right now, you know what, growing pains. I think they're the coolest airlines. So there you go. All right, number four, I'm going to be giving my leadership tips for 2023. And again, write this down, implementation, execution. Not what are you going to learn this year? What are you going to do this year? And I would also love, I get a chance to rant to you guys. Let's stop saying it's, oh, it's going to be the best year ever. Yeah, that doesn't end well. It's not going to be the best year ever. And you won't know it's the best year ever until it's the end of it. Don't go into a thing is the best year ever. I've done that like three times. Every time I did, somebody died in January. My dad died January 9th. My dear, my normal best friend, Scott, died at the end of January. Don't, yeah, it's just, a, it's just another day. It's another year. Don't have such high expectations. It's like saying on Monday, I'm going to start a diet. Well, bullshit. Start today. Start tomorrow. Don't, don't do those crazy little head games just because it will hurt you in the long run. Um, got Kathy, Kathy writes, I've got to stop pitching. You taught me too well. Oh, the list of requests is a blessing overflow. Oh, right. So Kathy's complaining. She's got too many leads and too many customers. Oh, Kathy, I'm so sorry. I taught you how to pitch so well. <laughs> That's the best. That's like having rich people problems. We have pitch people problems. I have too many leads. I have too many business. Life is going just too darn well. Hello, hello. All right, number four, look for ways to encourage and praise people on your team. Now, some of you just said, I don't have a team. What? What? Really? Sam said her course is launching January 7th. You guys, we are crushing it here in our world. If you want to know how to become part of Forbes Wild, just go to ForbesRiley.com. You need people to delegate to. The best thing that I've done is I've got a couple of amazing team members now for the first time in my whole life. Uh, I'll give a big shout out to Miss Zuzanna from Hungary, who's just spectacular. Uh, Abby Moore from uh, London and McKenna Riley from, right from St. Petersburg. Team members who, when I go to sleep and some, and I, I'll, there's more team members. There's Jen, my graphic artist. There's Myla. There's, I've got a pretty big team. I've got Kimberly. I've got Pierre writing unbelievable emails. I could go on none. We have a great team. Uh, but it took a while to put them together. It took a while to understand from the moment I said I want a team to having a team and understanding what to do with them and how to appreciate them. So encourage your team. I think that's an important thing uh, as a leader. This is about being a leader. Um, how about this idea of brainstorming? That's my secret number five. I spend a lot of time with people just today, just today. Uh, I hope they don't get mad at me. But just today, my team and I brainstormed and we were going in a direction with a project and I think we're not going to do that direction anymore because 
because everything else that we did was so successful that we didn't need to backtrack. And if you're willing to just throw ideas out there, the worst thing you can do as a leader is start saying, oh, that's a bad idea or no. I used to do that a lot. Stop the, stop the notion. Just listen. They, oh, the next thing. This is my great little sub tip. Sub tip. This is the greatest thing ever made. Here it is. Ta-da. You know what that is? Ta-da. Post it. When you, in your genius, have a genius moment of going, oh, I got I to gotta wait. I got to interrupt everybody. Don't say it. it. It ruins it for everyone. Take this thing. It's called a pen. Write your note. I got to. So you don't forget. Because if you're like me, as soon as the idea comes in, it flutters on out. Post it. That is how I do meetings with a whole stack of post-it notes that at the end, we call it post-it note time. Hey, I'm going to now raise this thought, talk about this, say, I love it. I don't love it. But I don't interrupt people when they're talking. That stream of consciousness doesn't come along very often. And genius comes and goes. Yes. Um, I love that Donna's writing that Jeff and, oh, I talk about you all the time, Miss Donna. Love you guys. All right. So you want to brainstorm and not just with your team. Call somebody. Let you brainstorm with a stranger. And what is that called? Not doing a JV deal with them, not picking their brain, hate that, not getting a mentor, just saying, I want to do a quick brainstorm call. Can I run some ideas by you? You want to run some ideas by me? I love those. Um, here's another one. Oh, this is my new thing for 2023 too. Thank you notes. Thank you notes. Yep. Just write a thank you note on a piece of it. Wait, wait, here. This was just given to me as a gift coolest and you if you're if you're at home you can't really see that but it is an embossed with my signature this was the nicest gift that someone gave me they took my signature and i don't know quite how they did it i love it it comes on a thank you note as an embossed like a 3d thing from forbes riley so if you get one of those uber 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 valuable i don't send them out a lot because here's the other problem right now the post office has gone nuts yeah i think i when i grew up Somebody should look this up. What were stamps in the 1970s? How much did it cost to mail a letter? I would love one of you to do that research for me right now. Because now it's like 67. I mean, it's insane. You're talking about inflation. I don't send Christmas cards anymore. I can't afford to. Oh, no, that's not true. I don't send Christmas cards anymore because, because, you know, I have a Christmas card from, I have a Christmas card from the Kardashians. I was friends with them a long time ago. And every year they used to send out I think I got like four or five of them. I was on their list. Uh, now there's so many of them. They have an entire encyclopedia when they do their Christmas cards. But back then it was kind of cool. All right. So thank you notes. Yeah. There's even a company I'm thinking about signing up so I can get real cool thank you notes. And I'm just looking to do some things differently than I did last year. So that's another challenge. Number seven is not, oh, I'm going to do all these amazing things. Just what have you been doing that you want to alter? Yeah, you want to literally take a moment and go, hmm, you know, I've been doing this this way. I've been waking up and doing X, Y, Z. What if I just changed X? Not everything, you guys, all, everybody's resolution. I'm going to do everything completely different. I'm going to have the best year ever. No, no, no. I find a little bit. So Sam says, oh my God, it was five cents to send a Christmas card in the 70s. Five cents. That's why we send out so many of them. We used to have a stack, like literally 200 Christmas cards. Couldn't wait to do Christmas cards at five cents. Now at 60 cents, uh, think about that. Just do the math. If I was doing the same 300 cards at 60 cents, and not that I'm being frugal, but that would be, that can't be $3,600. What? Did I just do the math wrong? Uh, somebody do the math. What is 300 times 60? Oh, oh 18. It, it's a whole lot of money. 
Wow. I just, just so, so Sam, do that math for me as you're, I've got people here on Facebook. If I'm sending, I used to send out 300 cards, three to 500 business cards at five cents, not a big deal, but at 60 cents, you are looking at a massive investment in your what? In your list? In your anyway? I think we're driving ourselves crazy, and I don't love this. Over a dollar now in Canada. I can't. Wow. All right. So I guess it's three hundred times a dollar be three hundred dollars. Yeah. Why did I have such a hard time? Oh, because I didn't have a decimal in it. I was doing sixty dollars. <laughs> At some point, when I'm eighty, it's going to cost sixty dollars to send a Christmas card. But so maybe I'm being frugal now. It's only three hundred dollars. Only three hundred dollars. <laughs> All right. Um, this is a hard one. Number eight. It's a hard one only. Yeah, it's 18. Is it really $1,800? No, you did the same math that I did, Victoria. I think I didn't move the decimal point in the right place. Because if it's $300 and a dollar, you've only spent $300, right? Yeah. It's not 1800 We have to go to, I didn't do very well in math. I did, but it was like 50 years ago I went to math class. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm having too much fun with you guys. Okay, so number eight. Delegation. What, what, what did she say? Delegation. What does the word delegation mean, you guys? One of my mentors uh, had a, a training she used to do years ago called Delegate or Die. Delegate or Die. Yeah, um, it's $180. <laughs> Victoria, you and I need to go to the same math class. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, it turns out those little periods, those little decimal points are so more important than you realized. Delegation. Could you guys share with me, since that you guys are all playing along with me from Sam to, to, uh, to Donna and Victoria, what, should, what could you be delegating? What's one task right now that if somebody else did it, your life would be easier, you'd get some time back? So for me, I discovered the task of cleaning my house. Yeah, I discovered that a long time ago when I was like 19 years old. I wasn't very good at it. I have a little bit of ADHD. I would start to clean my house. And the next thing you know, I'd be reading a book somewhere on the porch. And I'm like, was I supposed to clean the house? And never got done. Especially, oh, bathrooms. Oh, it's horrible. And I would begin to do it and something would catch my attention. Or I'd see a bottle of something and I'd look at the shampoo. Next thing I know, I'm not cleaning anymore. I'm, And so I decided to hire help. And I've hired help ever since I was like 19 years old. Well, how can you afford to do that? My question is, how can you afford not to do that? How can you afford not to do that? Because how much is your time worth? And if you want to do some real math, <clears throat> how much do you make an hour? I mean, minimum wage keeps going up. So maybe you make 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Maybe you don't even know how much you make an hour. Think about it. Especially if you're a housewife or a house husband or you're somebody who takes care of the home and the kids. You're not technically getting paid for that job, but you kind of are. And if you realize how much you could be worth, if you had someone else cleaning your bathroom, or your kitchen, maybe one or two times a week, maybe every day, I'm not sure. And you went out and you did something for that same amount of money. We paid them $100 a day, right? But you went out and you did something creative and got paid $100. So rather than not do that and you spending your time doing that, could you go do something else, pay them that same 100 the bathroom's clean, you learned a skill, you're moving your career forward, you're doing something that's on the level of wherever you're going, Oh, what an interesting concept, virtual assistant. Now, I love the idea of virtual assistants. Um, I still need to, I, I mean, I'm still working on my own delegation training. Uh, let's see, Victoria, virtual assistant, has anyone tried? Yep, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of great virtual assistant training programs that will help you. And everything from emails to paying bills, 
delegation, delegation, social media content. And now here's the thing, cleaning the house, I got, I have no problem cleaning the house, right? I have no problem. I fought one of my girls on shopping. I used to love food shopping. You don't have to go food shopping anymore. Apparently I buy the same food every week. Train somebody or you can even just kind of order whatever it is. You don't have to be going to the grocery store. Like I, I used to go to the grocery store three times a week. How many melons do you need to squeeze? Teach somebody what you like and do it that way. But social media content, Sam, I got to tell you, I can't, I've never found anyone who does my social media content the way I do. I don't want, and I see generic content. I assume at some point in the next year or two, I'm going to hire and craft my own social media person. But I think so fast. And I like if somebody was doing mine, I wouldn't know that Sam and Victoria and Donna were reaching out to me. Those are real people. I think social media is something that you need to do or at least have a really good handle on to be effective. Okay? That word social. I mean, if you're just posting what you're doing, but the truth is nobody really cares what you're doing. Maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, but unless you're really, really famous. All right. So what's your social content about? Why do you post? Now you can work with a manager, you can help organize it. Um, but I still like to have a hands-on. I think that's why my social media has grown. I think I've got almost 3 million people on all my medias. I've got almost 100,000 on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is great uh, to connect with people, but I like this idea of connecting. That's just me. If you know of a better way to do it, by all means, I'm open. 2023, what is it? Execution and implementation. All right. Um <laughs> it's funny. Um, here's an interesting one. Number nine, decisions. Are you a good decision maker? Seriously, how fast do you make decisions? Do you regret when you make decisions? So making a decision is what CEOs do for a living. They make decisions all day. And I, when I learned that and I really sat down and thought, hmm, some of my decisions I have procrastinated about for months, for years, way longer than I should have. Make decisions. Becoming a quick decision maker is very, very important. Um, Anna writes, I need to learn how to post. So Anna, that's an interesting question. I need to learn how, no, you don't need to learn how to post. Come take a pitching class. When you understand the art of pitching, I would say to Miss Anna, you want to post things that people want to read about you that are engaging. And one of the ways that I teach is when you look through your engagement, if it's getting a lot of engagement, do more of that. If it's not, don't do that. So uh, Victoria says, I end up in my, oh, yes. Well, I'll tell you what, another great place to be is XP Mentor. I think that's a phenomenal thing. I'm awful at, what do you mean you're off? I'm listening, I'm reading now comments and I'm going to have a huge conversation about this. I've got Will Manana saying, I'm awful at it. What does that mean? I'm, you're not awful at anything. If you say you are, you are. But I'm going to tell you why you might be awful. And two of my students are on this thread that are talking about right now. If you, By the way, if you want to know where, where we are, facebook.com slash Forbes Riley fan page. That's where the conversation is happening right now. And I would love Victoria or Donna to chime in. Well, what you're awful at is you don't know who you are and what you're doing. Got nothing to do with posting. When you, and that's what next level, by the way, Forbes Riley's next level.com. When you know who you are and what you're about and what you want, posting is easy. And the more engaging you get, the more engaging you get. I find that people that don't understand how to post have no purpose for what they're posting. For me, I'm always about giving out content, inviting people to events. By the way, tonight, you guys should all ask me for a link to come to Mastermind tonight. There'll be about 200 people in this amazing room. We're all getting ready for the Forbes Riley One Minute to Millions Pitch Perfect video showcase on January 11th. 
Yeah, we post because we've got lots of stuff to talk about. All right. So decisions are a critical part of being a leader. One decision can make or break the enthusiasm, the momentum, and the entire direction of your team. Did you know that? Just one decision. Yeah. It's so easy. It's so easy to fall into this trap of, of making decisions that are maybe not beneficial for the entire team, right? I had a good idea, but not so great for the team. You want to focus on making decisions that serve everybody. I overthink everything. Wilma, listen to listen to Wilma's limiting belief. She says, I overthink everything. Wilma, I need you to say, cancel, cancel, rewrite my, cancel, cancel. I don't overthink. I'm just cautious. The words and way in which you talk to yourself determine your outcome, determine your habits, determine your results. Guys, better self-talk. Yes, yes, yes. And I love, Victoria keeps chiming in. Since you're training, my content comes so easily, says Victoria Sanchez. Forbes showed me how to pull from my soul. Yes, yes. And there's Donna going, cancel, cancel all that negative shit that goes on in your head. I hear people going, oh, Forbes, I'm struggling. And you know what I say? Congratulations. You are. You're like, what? Yeah. Congratulations, you are. Yes, you, you tell me I'm struggling. I don't ever say I'm struggling. What would be the point of I'm struggling? I'm attempting something new. I'm learning a new thing. Just don't say I'm nervous. Say I'm excited. Those two little words will completely shift how you view what you're doing. Right? It's so, so important. Thank you, Ms. Wilma. Wilma just wrote it. She wrote cancel, cancel. Rewrite a different phrase. Rewrite and tell your subconscious, I'm on an exciting journey. I've got butterflies in my stomach. I might fall down and smack my head, but I'm going. I'm going. That is such a different energy that will produce a different outcome. I promise you, I promise you. The words in which you talk to yourself. And I love Victoria's become my biggest advocate here. She's like, I get, yeah, I do. I teach structure. I teach how to do this. Um, Sam, reach out to support at Team Forbes Riley and they will send you a one-time link. And I will tell you that one of the things I'm hearing right now, Victoria, and all of you listening, is the need for breakthrough. Oh my gosh, what is breakthrough? I'm going to take a few minutes to uh, to finish up my last my last tip, and that is if you keep letting your past run your life, you have no future. Wow, I love that. Can we say that again? If you keep letting your past run, you have no future. You just don't because you're living back there. And I will tell you that. That is the biggest issue that most people suffer from. And I hear it in their languaging. I hear it, I see it in their actions. I see it in their inconsistencies is that they've never gotten over the trauma of being a child. Not a traumatic incident. I think it's just traumatic being a child. Yeah, you know why? Because you get yelled at all the time. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do this. Okay, I have to eat all the food on my plate, but the food tastes like, ugh. oh my God, growing up, this is so funny. You know, you want to talk about vegetables? The reason I don't eat vegetables is because my family, they came from a can. I remember the 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 yellowest icky string beans and and oh, I don't know frozen spinach and just things that all came out of a can asparagus that wilted like oh. And then this woman, my mother, lovely, wonderful, just would yell at me, going, "You need to eat all those things on your plate." I'm like, "But it tastes like shit." No, no, no. You need to eat your vegetable. Those weren't vegetables, guys. I'm now a grown up. I discovered that vegetables are really bright green, and if you don't cook your vegetables in water and wash out all the nutrients that broccoli and Brussels sprouts, ooh, little sauteed Brussels sprouts or caramelized, oh gosh, or roasted peppers and eggplant. I could go down the list of things that taste great, 
But I'm thinking that they made us eat things that tasted terrible. Then they sent us in school and stopped us in a chair and said, for the next 30 minutes or 40 minutes, you're not allowed to move. If you wiggle your butt, if you raise your hand, if you twirl your hair, if you throw a ball at your neighbor, you're going to get in trouble. God, I got threatened all the time. Literally gotten threatened all the time. If you don't get good grades, you can't drive the car. You can't come on vacation. So as a child, I think it's a traumatic thing. Yet many of you are adults, so you must have survived it. But I'm going to tell you, you did not survive unscathed. You survived with a set of limiting beliefs that you keep reinforcing and telling yourself they're true. And the more you do that, the worse your life will progressively get and you won't know how to fix it. And I'm going to tell all of you that the best thing that you can do is to break through. Uh, I teach a breakthrough training. I don't have one scheduled, so I'm not even pitching this at the moment. Go to ForbesRiley.com and ask me when the next one is. Um, because when you can let literally let go of things that are haunting you in a brain, this is, okay, I'm going to wig you guys out in the next, like the next six minutes that I have left, right? Your memories are not real. And this is the kind of stuff that I do teach. I don't care what you remember, it's not real. If you and I both went through the exact same thing, saw the exact same incident and described it to a third person, it wouldn't be the same. So we all saw something through our own eyes, our own filter, and then we made decisions about it and we believe it's true. But it's not. It's an interpretation of what we saw. Do you ever, ever like you're in a really, really good mood and somebody does something and you're still in a good mood? Or you're in a good mood, somebody does something, you're now in a bad mood. How does all this perception change? Well, it's who you are as a person, how you value your own thoughts, your own time. And when you take memories that you are stuck on, that play like a, a tape in your head, and you shatter them, things change. It's the most beautiful thing. And I love that Jeff is writing. They both did breakthrough. I will never, ever forget Jeff Mater's breakthrough. Uh, it's now two years ago, and I can still feel what he went through. And, and if you don't know what this is, I probably should do an entire training on just what breakthrough is and why everyone, everyone deserves to go through this concept of breakthrough. I've created a one-day thing. You just go through it, and the next day you just feel better. You're lighter. You're happier for the entire – it doesn't come back. That's the other thing, too. It's kind of like oh, when the dam breaks, it doesn't get rebuilt. There may be other dams down the way, but this one – Oh my gosh. And here's how you know you need breakthrough. It's the best thing. If you keep sabotaging yourself, if you're a procrastinator, if you keep saying you want to do something and then you don't really go follow through with it, it's not you. It's not you. And it can be fixed like that. I don't believe in therapy. I'll go head to head with anybody. Now I have a doctor before my name. I'm not really a doctor. I just play one on television. No, I'm a doctor of, uh, of business and that's a different kind of doctor. But it does mean I'm really good at research and results. And I did get a Lifetime Achievement Award recently from the president of the, I want to say the office of the president of the United States. Uh, sounds better. But it's giant, giant thing. I didn't even know anybody was watching what I was doing. But when it comes to this breakthrough thing, you know, I'm, I'm thinking and I'm going to end. Uh, wow. I'm sorry. I just got a really powerful thought about ending on, a, I've had three people commit suicide recently. I don't know what that means. I value life so much. Uh, I've been through a lot. A lot of the people here who are listening today have been through a lot. Never once 
did I want to end it all. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, I do think there's medications that can make you out of your head and make you do stupid shit. I've been on some of those. Ooh, yeah. You don't want to be out of your head. Um, but I remember, and, and things can get really bad. I don't think we as a society have set up a structure to help us heal. I think breakthrough is essential. I really do. Because the conversation that you have in your head is the only real conversation you ever have. You know, if you lost all your money, if you did something terrible and got caught, if you, I don't know, what would be the worst thing you could ever do that would make you want to leave the planet? Um, I was 27 years old and I um, was sitting on a boat in Turks and Caicos in the middle of this blue water. I was in New York City. I was, I was having a lot of issues, like we all do. I was 27 years old, wanting to be an actress. I was overweight. I was being made fun of for, for physically whatever. I was willing to go under the knife to lose it because I just I wanted to fit in so badly. It was a very, very stressful time. Or was it? I was 27 years old. Whenever you're at these, these ages, you know, especially now social media, everyone's better or thinner or whatever. I was on a soap opera where Meg Ryan and Julianne Moore were, were starring on, and I was bigger than they were. And I was made to feel like I didn't matter. And I'm sitting on this boat. I was working at Club Med. And I said to myself, if your life ever gets so bad that you would consider leaving this planet, come back here. Now, I've not been back, which is interesting. I'm thinking of going back. I was sitting on the most beautiful boat eating mangoes with people who had no idea who I was. They didn't care who I was. But life itself was really beautiful. And if you distill it down to sitting on a beach and eating fruit and scuba diving and watching fish and playing volleyball and sitting by a bonfire and drinking a glass of wine, that you do the same, that's all that entire, what was the entire day. <laughs> or do you need to keep doing what you're doing now? Do you need to keep suffering in the way that you are? And so if that is something you're contemplating, please, please reach out to somebody for help or go somewhere that's beautiful in nature and just sit. And the only caveat to that is that, and by the way, I've also been very desperately lonely in my life. I've gone through the murder of a little boy that I've raised. I've lost both my parents. I've been through some pretty bad things where life is just, wow, it's really sad and confusing. The only thing that seems to, to make sense to me that's really horrible is when you're in pain. I lost a dear friend of mine who had a nerve injury after a dentist visit. And after a couple of years of it, he just couldn't take it anymore. I watched Joshua in pain. Uh, I've been in pain the last couple of days. Um, about two weeks ago, I woke up and I couldn't move my head at all. I was literally lying in bed and I'm like this because my neck somehow just completely out. And it was horrible. I mean, Joshua literally was giving me water out of his own mouth because I couldn't lift my head. And I thought, when you're in that kind of pain, you don't want to live every day. I, it's, it seems very sad. Um, but I would find a reason, whatever it is, to keep going. One of those reasons might be somebody else. You know, if you're listening to me and you're in my world, you're pretty powerful. I know you are. You may not have always known it, but I did. That's the kind of people that are attracted to me. And the most important thing I think that you can do to feel better about life is to stop thinking about yours is to go be of service to somebody else. There are so many people, I'm going to start to cry. There are so many people out there right now who don't have any of the things that you have. They, um, 
They wish they did. They wish they were who you are right now. You need to know that. There's so many people tonight, and we're going to go to bed, who are in the Ukraine, who are on a train, who are in somebody else's apartment on the floor, being grateful for a roof over their heads, being grateful for such little things that we all take for granted. And please, this holiday season, I know my family and I are doing this. You have to reach out to somebody else. I don't care if you give, a, if you go to an orphanage and bring some toys for kids who didn't really get a good Christmas. If you, you find something, um, you have no idea. You have no idea how bad it can get. There's so many people out there who could use your love, your support, your laughter, your music. Jeff plays the guitar, play a song for somebody. And I would reckon that in 2023, I'd like you to come back and share some of those stories with me. This really, Kathy just says her therapy is going out every day and serving the community. Yeah, there's some people in our world who really, really know what it's like to be at the end of that rope. You know what? When you're at the end of the rope, reach up and grab on because it's not over. So I'm hoping that today was a fun, intimate session, the end of 2022. Oh, I love so many of you. I've been so blessed in so many ways. And I want to say thank you. I'm going to continue this year doing Forbes Factor, growing a company with McKenna, loving my beautiful man, Joshua, looking forward to getting married and um, just being a beacon of light as much for you as I am for my own self. I didn't have someone to look up to. Like I look up to ooh, being a mentor, being a friend, reach out to somebody else. My name is Forbes Riley. This is the Forbes Factor. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness. And with all my heart and my family yours, I wish you a wonderful, happy, and blessed 2023. Till next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.